Welcome to episode 22 of the Insurance Agency Trendsetters Podcast. Welcome to the Insurance Agency Trendsetters Podcast, where we explore how insurance agents can leverage technology to create better relationships with our prospects, customers, and agency team members. We believe tech should help us serve customers better and more efficiently, not replace the human-to-human interaction that's made the independent insurance agent a trusted advisor to clients. You'll hear from industry experts and agents who are on the leading edge of marketing, tech, and providing world-class customer experiences. It's time to level up the industry, and you're the trendsetters who can. So, George, I had an interesting morning. Really, Charlotte? Tell me about that. So, I'm on a conference call. And I get this notification on my phone that my Walgreens card in my Apple wallet's been changed. I was like, huh? Really? Yep. And then I got a notification that a new iPhone or an iPhone was trying to log into my Apple ID account. And it gave me the two-factor authentication number and said, you know, (laughs) is this you? Or, Or if this was you, don't worry about it. Um, I, and I wasn't ever, it didn't actually let me do anything. But then a little bit later, I got another notification that was, um, is this basically the same thing? And I'm like, okay, something's going on. So it looked, from what I could tell, someone had hacked into my Apple um, ID. Perhaps, I don't know if they hacked in through Walgreens or what happened. But I, um, I quickly jumped online and changed my Apple ID password and disconnected all of the um, devices that were connected to that and then logged in again just for my laptop, my phone, and my watch. And uh, that seems I have not gotten any other strange things since then. But, you know, this hacking thing can really sneak up on you and happen. I guess it always does, doesn't it? Sneak up on you and well, it does. really it's fast. Never, it's never ending, Charlotte. Every time we turn around, there's there's a new hack or something going on. And there's always things out there that are going on that we probably don't even know about. Uh, and, you know, recently we saw the solar winds hack that came out. Uh, and of course they're getting that into uh, the governmental sector, especially the treasury and the commerce department. Uh, and from what I understand, it'd been there for quite a while. And, and these hackers, which I believe they think they're Russian hackers, uh, Mm-hmm. from what they're coming out with at this moment, did an incredible job of not only putting the malware into the systems and have it propagate, but the way in which it worked internally, we won't get into all the aspects of it, but I think you know some of the things that this particular piece did from what I've been reading is as it put the information on your computer, it would do whatever it need. It may change the folder names or whatever, make them look like something that was you, know, you might see on the computer and then it was done, it would erase itself. Uh, so very, very advanced um, piece, and they did an exceptional job of really, I think, targeting exactly what they were going after, uh, which is a little scary because if the federal government can have that happen to them, what does it mean for the local independent agent? Well, and, you know, I actually got swept up into this personally because I teach flood classes for a number of organizations one of which has been the North Carolina Department of Insurance. And so as a state vendor, um, the you know, North Carolina, um, I forget what group it is that does all the 
vendor relationships sent me a survey to fill out to um, you know ask what software I used and um, did had I seen any evidence of the uh, the solar winds um, hack and you know it, did I have any potential exposure to it and for me because all I did was join as an instructor on their Webex. Um, it's like, well, I don't think I did. But then I thought, well, you know, I loaded up a PowerPoint file. Does could that have been infected? You know, I just I didn't know. And they asked if I had any third party or fourth party vendors that possibly could have been compromised. And I'm going, honestly, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> you know, you know that there there's a great point that you brought up, Charlotte. It, the vendors that we're working with, it may not be actually the entity or the agency in our case, but it may be the vendor we're working with that gets hacked. And then that propagates that malware into your system. Um, and I believe, it, as I remember it in the SolarWinds piece, this was really focused on like an update to that system. And it may look like it was an update or a patch coming in, but it was a malicious patch. Uh, that was going into the network and then propagating out. So to to your point, here again, it could be somebody else working with and it got into to your system and, and propagates out. But that's something that agencies as a whole really need to stop and think about as they're signing up vendors and other entities that they're dealing with is how, how is that vendor cybersecurity protocol? I mean, what do they do? And are they watching that on a regular basis? Uh, especially with the way things are working now with the insure tech firms, because a lot of this data is being shared with multiple entities. So it's not just your management system company. It may be a digital marketing company, maybe a company that's doing um, maybe data analytics on your data. uh, And they're getting access to your data that's in your management system to do that data analytical work, or maybe it's a digital marketing piece, but there's so many facets to this that, we have to be extremely careful as we're looking at this to make sure that those entities are securing the data to the best of their ability. And then I go back to the point I made earlier. If the federal government is going to have this happen to them, you know, what, what chance do we have? Well, I not mean, just it's, the, the federal government. I mean, Microsoft yeah. was impacted. You know, exactly. I, you would think that, you know, of all, of all the companies in the world, Microsoft would have the top engineers in their IT department, you know, watching watching for things like this. So, um, you know, I, I think for one thing, it, it says that, you know, you can certainly be cautious and all of that, but you've also, you got to know what to do when a breach occurs and, you, and you've got to have that cyber liability coverage in place. Yeah, and I think... Two things that you mentioned there, Charlotte. Number one, you've got to know what to do in case of a breach. You know, everybody needs an incident response plan in their agency or in their business as a whole. And training is is really key in that aspect so that if an individual employee senses that something occurred, they need to raise that to management or to someone else. And of course, uh, with the cyber liability piece, a lot of the cyber liability carriers now have back end uh, support in case you have a breach, and, and they're ready to go with all different forensics as well as you know people there to make calls out to your customers, reputation management, uh, and it's really as they're looking at that cyber liability policy, it's always good to review that 
and go through it in depth to make sure that they know, do they have what they need covered? Uh, and what other solutions does that carrier have for them in case they do have a breach? You, you know, George, and I was just thinking as you were talking, I mean, it's probably smart for agencies to do a, um, a tech audit and look at what is the tech they have and how is it used and what is it connected to? Um, you know, and I'm, you know, just like we'll, we'll tend to sign up for a subscription for something or a newsletter and then later on you don't need it anymore and you just keep getting it. You know, there may be mm-hmm. um, agents who have signed up for some type of service and then they just never paid attention to it. And maybe, you know, it's, it's not really necessary anymore. Um, and it would certainly be something to look at. But I don't know if you've gone into agencies and seen situations where, um, maybe they didn't even realize what tech they had and how it was all interconnected. Oh, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, as, as I talk to agents, one of the first things that we talk about is a risk assessment and reviewing exactly what technologies they're using, what types of personal identifiable information that they're bringing into the office and how is that stored and where is it stored uh, and really thinking through that. And then the other piece is really talking to the employees, because a lot of times management may be thinking that, oh, yeah, we're doing this. And you get down to the employees and like, oh, no, I don't know where you heard that. <laughs> you know, we don't do it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's very important to get down to that level. And training is essential and training to the degree that that needs to take place every year. Because as you know, and I know things, this cyber piece keeps getting bigger and bigger and new techniques are used. So we need to make sure we're training our staff on a regular basis for these things that come out and maybe not even waiting to the end of the year. But as soon as we hear of a a new exploit, stopping and taking a minute in a a meeting and discussing it. Yeah. Um, Well, and you know, one of the things that I was glad that I had my two factor authentication on my Apple ID today, you know, and, and there's a lot of mobile apps and, you know, having that two-factor authentication can make a big difference in, you know, if that particular um, software is hacked or, or somehow something gets um, compromised. I'm all in on two-factor. Now, it is a pain sometimes, Charlotte, yeah. because yeah. I know that uh, when you're trying to get into the system and you've got to go to your phone and maybe you got to turn your phone on or maybe you've got to hit some other piece and you got to keep going with that, that that does become... Uh, an issue as you move forward, but it is essential to have that. And there's several ways to do that two-factor. I mean, you can do it through text, you can do it through email, you can even do it through biometrics, whether it's a fingerprint or something else that you can use uh, that really help you lock that down to make sure that only those people that need to get access get access. But I highly encourage everybody in any situation that you have personal identifiable information or financial data, you must have two-factor turned on. That That is paramount to making sure that that data doesn't get stolen. Oh, and can I just add one thing that kind of harks back to our previous um, episode, part two, where we talked about social media. Please stop doing all those quizzes on social media that our little play games on social media that say your fate was your favorite color. What was your dog's name? Oh, your, yeah, exactly. You know, your, your game of Thrones name is your, you know, the street you grew up on and, uh, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, 
do you not realize you're giving people so many answers to your security questions? It's like someone looked at what are the security questions and how can I design this little game where everybody fills in the blank um, and, uh, and it inputs what the answers are to all their security questions um, or where it's like go through and tag your friends and each of these, you know, the person that gets you out of jail, the person that does this, it's like, don't you realize this is, this, this is information gathering. Please don't do this. That that is so so true. And, and the other thing to that is people put that on their social media platforms all the time. There now I say there's some legitimate um, quizzes out there. I actually have a quiz for people on my website to say you know what type of um, what's your your marketing system to evaluate your marketing system for you. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about these viral things you see on social media where they're it's strictly just data mining. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's it's amazing that um, you know people don't think about it. And in this society that we have today. We I find especially if if I'm talking about that younger age group, they they they're used to sharing this stuff. Right. They're right. just used to sharing everything they do online. Everything's online. Everything they do is online, and so you can grab information about that individual and you could do identity theft or get into their accounts by using all of that data. And it's not, it's not difficult and people don't think about that. And the other piece that I really see is that a lot of people use the same password on multiple accounts. Um, There's another area where I I go back and talk about these past the password managers that are out there Mm -hmm. and that using a password manager, which really kind of mandates that you use different passwords on all these accounts and it manages that for you is probably a a great solution for a lot of agencies that are out there today. Uh, And they should investigate that and decide if that's going to be the best fit for their agency. But I see this in a lot of places and I tell people, you know, if you're at the office and you're using your email account on your financial account, uh, you're just asking for trouble. Mm-hmm. So you need to make sure all of those are separate and different. And those passwords are unique, especially on every financial account that you have. And and monitor those things. Put two-factor authentication on them and watch it in another area Charlotte, that really comes to mind that I've seen from, from the hacking world is not just the technical hack that we'll call it or the malware, but it's people calling up on the phone and pretending to be somebody that they're not to either gain uh, information as in a social engineering attack or to get you to install something on a computer or even, in, and I've seen this in, in I know cases where they've actually gotten agents to wire money to someone thinking they had to get that money over before an account would be canceled. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we have to be very careful. This goes back to the training of the staff and making sure the staff is aware of this and that when they hear these types of things that they take that to management or someone else and verify that it is true. Yeah. um, One of the funniest stories I can tell about that is that my, um, my aunt, my elderly aunt got a phone call, um, it's supposedly from Microsoft, you know, that she needed to install something because, you know, the software was changing and they, they started talking to her. She goes, well, my, my computer's just really slow. And, and she was kind of dragging because she thought maybe it wasn't legit. 
And the person finally got so exasperated, they said, you just need to take that computer and throw it in the river. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they uh, they finally got fed up and um, and hung up. But yeah, absolutely. You know, trust me, Microsoft's not going to call you and tell you that your software is out of date. Um, It's hard enough to get somebody on the phone if you're trying. They're not going to reach out to you. Yeah, I tell you, it's it is it is amazing what's out there. And that same phone call, and those individuals are. are they're they're good and and they're persistent. Um, we have had that particular call in our office. I don't. I can see several times, and it's like they called and one person didn't respond, so they called back to get somebody else on the phone, mm-hmm. and they kept doing it until they could try to find somebody that would accomplish the task they had set out. And then eventually, I think they figured out that that just wasn't going to happen. But you know, here again, training of the staff, making sure they're aware of these things, and knowing. You know, somebody calls in to tell you to do something on the, on the machine. You don't do it unless you have authorization from someone um, in the management realm. But yeah, it, it is it is interesting. It is, and I've heard some great conversations about that particular uh, social engineering attack. Well, and and I think too is like if something pops up that looks odd, um, look into it. Assume it is a problem until you can verify that it's not. Yes, sometimes there are just some tech glitches and things happen and, you know, and it's just truly a true tech glitch and not not an attack. But it'd be better to assume it's an attack and find out it was just a glitch than to assume it was a glitch and miss an attack. Right. And you're, and you're going to have those because I know we've seen that as well, where something comes in and we're like, well, is this real or not? And we send somebody else and they'll say, oh, yeah, that's that's a real email. Uh, but you do have to be careful, and, and you may not respond to something somebody sends over. But here again, I'd rather go that route than click on something and have it download malware into the machine. Well, and in fact, that email I got from um, the state of North Carolina very nearly got moved into junk until I could preview enough of it. It's like, oh, wait, this looks like it's legitimate. And uh, then when I read about, you know, the solar winds, I was like, oh, this really is legitimate. But it um, I, I had it almost got deleted before I even read it because it did look spammy to me when I got it. So, uh, you know, it's it, it's good to be suspicious and uh, and to, to just take that extra second, because really, when these people are successful is when your guard is down. You think that looks yes. funny, but I'll just go ahead, you know, and you're like, oh, crap, I shouldn't have done that. I know, and then it's too late, and then you've got to go through all the issues uh, from that point going forward to get it fixed. And so, you know, I think, you know, the human element is the weakest link. But here again, as we go back to our initial conversation on the solar winds uh, attack, that was specific and well designed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it probably was from the Russians. We don't know yet, but that's what we're hearing. But uh, whoever it was did a, did an incredible job of getting into some of our governmental entities. Uh, and and we probably be a while before we know exactly what they took out. And, and we, as individuals, may not know. That's right. That's, that's very true. There's probably a lot of that's just being kept um, with the, the DNI and other officials in the government. But... Um, 
Well, see, you know, as we said, there's there's been a lot going on the last few weeks. So I uh, hope you've caught all three parts of our podcast. We will make sure in the show notes we link to the previous two um, episodes, the parts where we talk about um, acquisitions going on. And we talked about censorship, particularly on social media. And look forward to some interviews coming up very shortly. Yes. So stay tuned for those. We've got some great, interesting people in the industry coming up that we're talking to. Thanks for joining us on the Insurance Agency Trendsetters podcast. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review on iTunes and be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. You can find show notes for each episode at insuranceagencytrendsetters.com as well as links to contact Charlotte and George. We'll see you next time on the podcast.